Welcome to the fourth episode of our Bruce Springsteen side series. I'm Stephen Nicholson and I'm a recent Bruce Springsteen convert who is enjoying listening to the Bosses back catalogue for the first time. And joining me on the journey to Nebraska today is Bruce superfan, my friend, Davey Mellon. So welcome back, Davey, for more Bruce. No problem. More Bruce. Uh, and thank you for joining us for the, the fourth of seven episodes dedicated to Springsteen's musical output from 1975 to 1987 as we try to create the ultimate Bruce singles collection from that time period. And up today are the singles from the Nebraska album. Nebraska. Ten songs from the heartland by Bruce Springsteen. For a minute at work, it's business as usual. The album that jumped to the top with the hits Down Under and Who Could It Be Now? You can't miss with a gift that's already a hit. Men at Work and Bruce Springsteen. So Nebraska is the sixth studio album by American singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen. It was released on September the 30th, 1982 and produced by Springsteen himself. Springsteen recorded the songs as demos on a four-track recorder, intending to re-record them with the E Street Band, but decided to release them as they were. So Nebraska remains one of the most highly regarded albums in his catalogue. There's some facts related to the album. So it was released in 1982. It got to, uh, there's 10 songs on it, I should say. Its duration is 41 minutes and it got to number three in the UK and the same chart position in the US. And it sold 4.2 million copies. So it sold less than half that of the previous album, The River. And its album rating on RateYourMusic.com is 3.85 out of 5 from just under 12,000 ratings. So that is superior to the, the river. And I think that's hovering roughly about the same as Born to Run and Darkness on the Edge of Town. So obviously it's highly really? regarded. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And the album cover, uh, so this was quite interesting to find out. I didn't know this. So the album cover was photographed by uh, David Michael Kennedy in the winter of 1975. And he recalls uh, that the cover shot was taken from the window of an old pickup truck in the dead of winter. I was on a road trip and my girlfriend's brother was driving. We were in a super great snowstorm and within minutes of the shot, uh, the storm hit hard and we were in total whiteout for hours. I thought the image might be my last. So when uh, so, end quote. so when Bruce was working on the Nebraska album, he had an idea for a landscape in mind for the cover. Uh, he was working with Andy Klein as the art director on the cover, and Andy was familiar with the, uh, with, uh, the, the portraits of David Kennedy. So yeah, I think as you mentioned, maybe in a River episode, Davey, this was the, the first cover not to, to feature Bruce on it. Mm. Yeah, just the landscape. Uh, it's unusual. So there were only two singles from the album, and they are Atlantic City, which was released October 1982, and Open All Night, released in November 1982. And I believe they were only released in the, the UK. I don't believe there was any singles released in the US, which is rather surprising. question to ask somebody who's been on stage for three and a half hours in front of what 20,000 people 
is, is how do you feel? Are you tired? I mean, is that <laughs> yeah, too good. obvious for you? No, <laughs> well, I feel fine, you know. What sort of routine do you get into on tour after uh, shows? I mean, you must live at odd ends of the day. I usually go home and uh, I'll eat, like, dinner, you know, like around 2 a.m. or something, 2.30. And then, uh, then sometimes I go out, you know, I take a walk or something. That's mainly, there's nothing open, you know. But uh, I like to... Uh, I like to go out around the city at night and stuff. It's quiet and it's nice in the summertime. So I go out and do that and then I come back and sometimes I'll read or uh, listen to some music and go to sleep, you know, around, I guess I hit the air around five, five or six. So let's discuss the first of those songs right now, the first of those singles and that's Atlantic City. They blew up a chicken man in Philly last night Now they blew up his house too Down on the boardwalk they're getting ready for a fight Gonna see what them racket boys can do Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble out on the Promenade and the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. Well, now everything dies, baby, that's a fact. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. So, Atlantic City was released on January 1982 as the first single from the Nebraska album. Um, as I say, I believe it was only released in the UK. And the song itself depicts a young couple's escape to Atlantic City, New Jersey, but it also wrestles with the inevitability of death as the man in the relationship intends to take a job in organised crime upon arriving in the city, partially due to desperation caused by his debts. So it's B-Side was an album track from Nebraska, Mansion on the Hill, and uh, Springsteen wrote this from the child's point of view, and it's based on memories of a place Springsteen used to visit with his father. So the single cover for this, um, so the, the cover uses the same font and colour from the album on a black background with a small black and white photo of the boss on the right hand side of it, standing up. And there was a music video for this. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music video directed by uh, Barry Vralbag uh, was produced for Atlantic City, which received moderate play on MTV in the US. Uh, Bruce does not appear in the video, uh, which features stark black and white images of Atlantic City. Uh, and the video also contained clips of the demolition of the main dome of the Marlborough Blenheim Hotel. I've, I've never seen the video of you, Davey. No, no, no. No, I'll need to maybe check it out. So chart-wise, it did not chart, which is shocking. <laughs> uh, however, it did reach number 10 on the US Rock Airplay chart. And here's a couple of facts related to it. So Springsteen recorded the track in his bedroom for $1,050, <laughs> which was the cost of his four-track uh, Tascam recorder. And he mixed it through an old Gibson guitar unit to a beatbox. And he provides the vocals, the guitar, the harmonica, and mandolin for the song. 
And in April 1982, the E Street band Springsteen spent three days trying to make a rock record out of the demo, and producer John Landau insisted on releasing the solo version, and he said no way was it as good as what he had going on in that demo tape. <laughs> so, that is Atlantic City. Are you a fan of this one, Davey? Uh, yes, I'm a fan, actually. It's, uh, it's definitely the, the strongest um, song on the album. Did it make it onto the greatest hits? Did it? it did. It sure did. That's, that's when I first heard it. it. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that's probably where I would have heard it as well, because um, yeah. it certainly feels like a like a well-known Bruce Springsteen song, but obviously not because if you're based on chart position, with what you would enter in chart, but um, yeah. I think it's like, it gives you a, a, a clue as to uh, what the album would be like, and it's very sparse, and like the, even like the, the guitar sounds like it's been played in a different room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's almost that far away. I think that sort of kind of sets up for the, the tone of the album. And I think uh, probably the reason why I didn't do so well is people probably thought they'd been pranked when they, <laughs> when they <laughs> stuck that on after listening to What It Run, uh, <laughs> Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yeah. I was like, and then they're ready for a roaring album. They're like, hang on, what's what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't Bruce Springsteen, surely yeah, not. I've just I've just been trolled by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what's this lo fi demo thing? Acoustic. Yeah. But but what I would say is uh, going back to when I was mentioning the previous episode about the Madison Square Live album, mm-hmm. like the version that they do of this with the full band, it's absolutely superb. It's that just takes it to the next level. Um, for me, uh, having the full band playing it with electrics rather than just acoustic, it's, it's really good. Do you, you, you know, the, uh, the live one, the live version. You the live one. Yeah. Okay. Have you? Do you ever watch um, Billions at all? Have you seen that? Yes. I think they used it in uh, one of the episodes. Yeah, was like, I blew up the chicken man when I tried to destroy the boy, yep. the chicken farmers, <laughs> to make some money, and they used that. I always remember. Yeah. Uh, was a dollar bill singing it? <laughs> it's uh, yes. Oh, it's it's billions is a great show. Yeah, and actually, they, like a lot of the songs, the needle drops they put into the show are really, really good. Yeah, well, it's got I even a lot music about producer. pop. I even know that pop culture reference and film references. You know, they always appear like oh, I just love all these pop culture references that come up. Yeah. It's yeah for for me. I, I first heard this on the greatest hits in '95, and I think uh, talking about Atlantic City itself, I I think I learned a lot about Atlantic City from from two things. One of them was Boardwalk Boardwalk Empire mm. with Steve Buscemi. Uh, that was a really good show, and also I remember from a Donald Trump documentary, <laughs> where remember he opened a casino down there, and there was lots of I know you'll find this hard I to short, believe. Shortly closed it. <laughs> yeah, I know you'll find it hard to believe that Trump would be involved in something shady, but there was lots of shady things going on, and obviously it went bust, and a lot of people uh, that worked on it, you know, kind of your blue collar workers, lost out on money because uh, they never not, got paid. Not a lot of casinos uh, go bust. <laughs> well, yeah, it takes a lot of skill to be able to <laughs> to to do that. So, yeah, so I think. 
when you know a bit of the history of Atlantic City and you <laughs> you then listen to this song and obviously it all all makes sense. But yeah, it's just great storytelling. It's got that catchy chorus. Um I think because Bruce does everything on it himself, it's it's almost like he's duetting with himself, um, especially towards the latter part of the song. Mm. And yeah, I just love the stripped down simplicity of it. I think it's one of his greatest songs. I think it's that good. I think it's a, an absolute classic song. So we need to rank each of these singles, top, middle or lower tier. Where would you place it, Davey? Atlantic City, I would, um, I would, yeah, I was, I reckon I would probably put it, uh, scrape into the top tier, yeah. Oh, scraping in, uh, yeah, I, I would be very comfortable putting it in top tier. I think it's an absolute classic. Will we think the same about the second single, which is "Open All Night," which was released as the the second single from Nebraska in the UK, Spain, and the Netherlands during November 1982? Well, I had to The song tells the story of an unnamed narrator's all-night drive across industrial New Jersey to reach his girl, Wanda, whom he met when she was a waitress at the Route 60, Bob's Big Boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of Bob's Big Boy before. So the B-side was the the Big Payback, which was a non-album track. And the single cover is a black and white photo of the boss standing in a kitchen. Which sounds very ex- <laughs> sounds very exciting, and there was no video for the song, uh, and the song did not chart in the UK. And "Open All Night" is the only song on Nebraska to feature an electric guitar. Did you know that, Davy? Is it an electric guitar on it? Did you say not to feature, or does it feature? Uh, to feature an electric guitar, it's the only song. Oh, I'm listening to it now. I'm like struggling to hear the electric guitar. <laughs> buried in the mix so uh, open all night are you open to saying it's a good song well um, not only did it not make the the charts but it's also not made the radar for me because I just uh, when you said open all night I'm like what song is that let me get this album up and which song is that (laughs) it's something we listen to it now and it's just like strumming his guitar and that's it he's just strumming the guitar <laughs> and uh yeah i think it's probably one of these songs that if you went back to bruce springsteen's house just you and a couple of mates and they got the guitar and started playing that you probably think ah brilliant that's it but in terms of a uh, like a listening experience for like someone who's just listened to a bruce springsteen album uh i don't think it's got much doing there to be fair it's certainly not the one of the strongest tracks in the album to be released as a single. Maybe mm. I don't know. Well, I, I would have 
I'd, I imagine it would be either Mansion on the Hill or State Trooper would win one of the singles, but I stand corrected. Yeah, uh, it's, it definitely was a surprising choice as a single. I would, I would say that. Um, I don't think there's many songs on this that you could maybe release as a single. To be fair, it's, it's just not that kind of mm. album. And I think they got it right of Atlantic City. That's probably of all of them maybe the most commercial. Uh, I think they're struggling to pick others. So, but yeah, I'm surprised this was a single. I only heard it for the first time this year when. Uh, I listened to, to to Nebraska for the first time, and it sounds a lot like a Buddy Holly song, really. You know that mm. kind of four four chord rock and roll. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what remind me remind me of some you know late fifties, early sixties rock and roll. Um, and it is the the only reason I can think of why it was maybe a single is it's maybe a bit more upbeat. <laughs> than most of the songs. Well, I'll give it. I'll give it that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, defi- it's, it's definitely that. Um, so, where would you rank this one, Davy? Top, middle, or lower tier? I know, there's not much getting to lower tier, but I think that would have to be one of them. Yeah, I, I, I maybe a little bit more uh, favourable in this one there. Um, so I'd, I'd maybe just put this into. Tier for me, uh, not too high in the mid tier, but I would just get into there uh, for me. Okay, Although, so what's yeah? I was going to say, interestingly, um, one of the probably one of the reasons why I did get this album in the first place is that like the song Highway Patrolman was turned into a movie by that was written and directed by Sean Penn uh, called The Indian Runner. And that must have come right maybe mid nineties or something like that. I think it done. I think they gave it like a seven million budget, and it made about one hundred thirty-five thousand. So it was probably on a par with the yeah. the single sales for <laughs> <laughs> the album that they put out. But it's a it's a really great film. To be fair, it's probably very underrated. Probably uh, well, one of these uh, a cult following uh, yeah. sort of like uh, Peter Stormare. As a uh, cop and uh, Vigo, a young Vigo Mortensen, as he's a, uh, as he's do bad brother who turns a blind eye to, he's he's, but it's, it's a really good film. I've got a DVD somewhere, but I think it's on a, a region one. So right, even if I wanted to watch it, I couldn't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love that song. I think it's great. Which we'll maybe get on to just in a second. This is where the magic happens. This is the room where it happened, that's right. It may not look like much, but this small bedroom in Colts Neck, New Jersey. This is the orange shag rug that was here 40 years ago. (laughs) This is the same bed. Good Lord. (laughs) Is where Bruce Springsteen made what he considers. That's all we're standing. His masterpiece. On the front lawn. Nebraska. Just a twirling. Ten songs. Her baton. Dark and mournful. From the town of Lincoln, Nebraska. If I had to pick one album out and say, this is going to represent you 50 years from now, I'd pick Nebraska. Through to the badlands of Wyoming, I killed everything in my pain. Written 41 years ago at a time of great upheaval in Springsteen's inner life. I just hit some sort of personal wall that I didn't even know was there. 
It was my first real major depression where I realized, oh, I've got to do something about it. And you can't succeed your way out of pain. No, you cannot. That's a very good way of putting it. You cannot succeed your way out of that pain. We're like a river that don't know where it's from. Coming off a hugely successful tour for the River album, he'd had his first top 10 hit. Everybody's got a hungry heart. He was 32, a genuine rock star, surrounded by success and learning its limits. Rock and roll meds, singing in front of 40,000 people, all that is is anesthesia. Yeah, and it worked for me. I think in your 20s, a lot of things work for you. Your 30s is where you be start to become an adult. Suddenly I looked around and said, where is everything? Where's my home? Where is my partner? Where are the sons or daughters that I thought I might have someday? And I realized none of these things are there. So I said, okay, the first thing I've got to do as soon as I get home is remind myself of who I am and where I came from. Uh, but yeah, let's yeah. talk about the album these singles came from. So Nebraska. So yeah, what was a critical reaction on release? So, so in the Village Voices annual uh, Paz and Jock Critics poll, Nebraska was voted the third best album of 1982. And in 1989, it was ranked 43rd on Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest albums of the 1980s. And in 2006, Q magazine placed the album at number 13 in its list of the 40 best albums of the 80s. And it's ranked at number three on the enemy Bruce Springsteen album rankings. So, Ooh, wow. oh, are you going to disagree, Davey? Yeah, well... Um, I would say there's probably at least seven Bruce Springsteen albums I would listen to before deciding to put this one on. Okay. So, well, when did you first hear it, Davey? Um, it's hard to say. It must have been, like, once I was... It would have been in the 2000s anyway. It would have been early 2000s. Um... Because I remember I burnt all the albums on a MP3 CDs, so you could listen to four or five, yeah, uh, if you mm -hmm. wanted to. But so I remember like having them all in all in order there. So I must have purchased it around about that time. But it's not something I really would have listened to because it's certainly not the your classic book strings. Don't get me wrong; it's got its merit. But if I was wanted to put some albums on before, if you were to ask me which. If you wanted to put a Bruce Springsteen album on, uh, yeah, that is an energy town, beaten from Ashbury Park, born in the USA, uh, the river. Oh, there's about, honestly, about nine albums that I would put on ahead of this. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, obviously just heard this uh, for the first time, what, maybe three months ago or something like that. Uh, and I listened to it while I was working at home here. And uh, I listened to it on Apple Music a couple of times. And one of the things I did, which I don't normally do, is actually, I was working, I actually had the phone in front of me, but I put on the lyrics so I could see the lyrics, which was a, a great move to, just to to really listen to the stories, because it's a storytelling album. Really. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, you know, <laughs> maybe not the most upbeat stories, but it's a storytelling <laughs> album. So it was good to just read those lyrics while they were being sung. And... I think the album as a whole, yeah, it's a total change for him, and it must have been a really ballsy move mm. back in 1982 
to release that because I think at that point, and you probably think still, Bruce Springsteen, the e Street Band, it's it's you know it's 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 power, it's enthusiasm, it's bombast, it's energy, you know, it's all action, and then to kind of junk all that and go with basically demos, you know, yeah. strummed on an acoustic guitar. Uh, these low key songs must have been a really, really ballsy move back then, and obviously no singles in the US uh, either. Probably, but I, I think, sorry, he probably, probably just got what did that change? He maybe got a bit fed up, uh, like putting out the style of music they did. He just wanted to challenge himself, but in challenging himself, maybe. it's not come on off as uh, more accomplished than his previous album. Seems like I don't know, maybe it was just like. Tightly the tracks for maybe albums that he's done later, like the Ghost of Tom Jode and the Seeker Sessions and things like that, where he just basically concentrated on um like acoustic. I mean, he's only he's, mm-hmm. I think he's the only person that's been on that MT or MTV unplugged, but it wasn't mm-hmm. unplugged; it was plugged. It's actually plugged. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think I'm obviously much 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 more of a fan of it than than, than you are. So. I'm, I think within a couple of listens uh, after Apple Music, I went on eBay and got a, a vinyl copy of it. I, I think it's incredible. Uh, yes, it's it's kind of amazingly stark, but it's just brilliantly low-key, great storytelling, great stories. And I think, for me, it's an album you can put on and chill out to just listen to. And I think because of its lo-fi production, it kind of makes it timeless as well. It's not dated at all because there is no bombast in there. It is just, you know, harmonica, acoustic guitar, mm. I think mandolin. Um, there's just nothing there that really dates it. So I think I'm more of a fan of it than, than you are. I think it's... it's, uh, but, it's well, like there. I said, be a, a good one to... You went back to his house and he just... Because he doesn't need anyone to help him <laughs> out. Just him with his guitar and a, and a mouth organ. And you'd probably yeah. have a, a great night, to be sure. Oh yeah, uh, what do you think of the album cover? Yeah, I think um, the the sparseness, the black and white, uh, sort of suggests uh, the direction that the album's gone in. It's not, it's yep. it's stripped back everything. It's taken out away all the electrics, all the drums, yeah, all the pianos, all the all the the organs, the saxophones. They're all gone, um, and it's. Basically, because he's just on a the black and white, just as just him, him and his guitar, it's like lacking the color of what his previous albums were. Yeah, it's it's it's. Stark and that's not to say black black and white's a bad thing. No, not at all. It's it's stark, it's bleak, and it fits the album perfectly. <laughs> kind of kind, kind of reminds me a wee bit of um, the REM album. Yes, oh, it might for the what, people. New, no, or new, new adventures in hi-fi. Hi-fi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're. I know what you. What you're thinking of there. Uh, and what are your f- three favorite tracks from this album? <laughs> so, well, definitely Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Highway Patrolman's up there just because because yeah. it's especially when you watch it together along with that film, the yep. the film that uh, Sean Penn wrote, this space now, five minute song was just incredible. Although it didn't, it's not a. Uh, the box office it deserves, but I'm sure it's uh, fond of many people's hearts that have mm-hmm. on DVD. Now ever since we was young kids, it's been the same come down. 
I get a call on the short way Frankie's in trouble downtown Well if it was any other man I'd put him straight away But when it's your brother Sometimes you look the other way Yeah, me and Frankie laughing and drinking Nothing feels better than blood on blood Taking turns dancing with Maria As a band played night of the Johnstown flood I catch him when he's streaming Like any brother would Man turns his back on his family Well, he just ain't no good so there, Mansion on the Hill, I really like that as well. Um, and again, they do a really great version of that live on the New York's Madison Square Garden album. So, yeah, I would, I would give that, a, I would give that a listen to it, definitely. There's a place out on the edge of town, sir. Rising above the factories and the fields Ever since I was a child I can remember That mansion on the hill Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, Atlantic City as well. It's got to be on there. I agree. Highway Patrol, man. That's my favourite song in the album, I think. Um, I just love, I love, love, love the story in that song. And I can see why you could turn that into to a movie. Uh, it actually reminds me of uh, uh, my father-in-law who would say things, uh, you know, I think the, the sign is, it's just, it's just no good. <laughs> um, I can't remember the line. You know, was it? Um, man doesn't look after his family. It's just no good. Whatever the line is, that'd be something that would remind me of George. That would be something he would say. And I struggled for the third choice, and I, I kind of went, yeah, Mansion on the Hill. I thought at one point, uh, maybe the title track. Um, yeah, it's uh... really good, and I think I finally settled <laughs> today on my father's house. Uh, I think that's right. just a very bittersweet melancholy type song you know obviously he goes to his father's house eventually after all these years and the dad's gone and he can't find him so another cheery tune from the album (laughs) (laughs) I walked up the steps and stood on the porch a woman I didn't recognise Came and spoke to me through a chain door I told her my story And who I'd come for She said, I'm sorry son But no one by that name lives here anymore (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, that could easily have been the title track or Mansion on the Hill or maybe another couple. Uh, it was quite tough choosing that last one. And what's your least favourite track from that album? Oh, to be fair, like, listen to the last couple of days and I'm, 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 I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. So there's certainly nothing out there that's a complete stinker. Um, I don't, I don't think in maybe that, maybe the second single <laughs> it's probably the probably Open the worst one for me. Open all yeah. night. Open all night. Okay. Uh, yeah, struggled to there. The, I, I, for me, there's 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 not a bad song on this record, and yeah, I had to choose one, uh, and it was probably reason to believe, and don't know, maybe just don't like it as much <laughs> as the others. Uh, Looking down, kind of puzzled, poking that dog with a stick. Got his car door flung open, he's standing out on Highway 31. Like if you stood there long enough, that dog get up and run. Struck me kind of funny, some kind of funny sort of. Still at the end of every hard day, people find some reason to believe. Uh, yeah, just preferred more others more than that. Um, although still a good tune. So, uh, Davy, I did ask the the members of the Bruce Springsteen Facebook group to pick their three favourite tracks from the album and see if they had any thoughts on it. And I'm pleased to say they. Uh, I think it's well. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. I think I posted that maybe Monday or Sunday, and uh, they have voted in droves. So thank you if you mm-hmm. voted or or left any comments. I'm just going to check them out uh, just now. So Davey, what do you reckon the group picked as their three favorite songs from the album? I'm probably going to say well, Atlantic City, probably State Trooper, and. Um, 50-50 between Nebraska and Highway Patrolman. I'll probably go, probably go Nebraska. Alrighty, well, let us check it out. So, I'll look for my glasses here so I can actually see. Uh, well, that's fantastic. So, thanks to everyone that voted over the last two days. 846 votes. Ooh. That's That's brilliant. So, yeah, thank you if you voted. And, yeah, it's actually quite surprising. This It's kind of ebbed and flowed, I have to say, and what has been the most popular has changed um, every time I've looked at it. But the, the clear winner, the most popular song is Atlantic City, which is probably no surprise. Second was Johnny 99. Johnny 99, yeah. Which, uh, uh, which is a live favourite, yeah. Hmm. I know he done that at the Murrayfield gig we went to, uh, obviously the full band, Johnny 99. Mm. Uh, that was really good. Third place. Now, this has become closer. Uh, it was actually, I think, was a clear choice previously was Reason to Believe. Right. So everybody's hating me for, for saying it was my <laughs> least favourite. Uh, but yeah, that was, a cle- that was a clear lead in third. But actually... Uh, the title tracks caught up with it, I would say, maybe just a little bit behind it. So, if, yeah, probably third place reason to believe with ne- Nebraska 
just very much on its coattails there. So, um, Highway Patrolman, yeah, I think was the next one after after that, yeah. So yeah, uh, thanks for voting and. There were lots of comments left, Davey. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of comments. I actually want to try and get through as much of these as possible. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think uh, you'll find this yeah. is the best Bruce Springsteen album. <laughs> In fact, I, my, I, know, I know my Bruce Springsteen. This is definitely the best. Shut up, pal. It's not. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, so, well, that's it. I think this is the, the connoisseur's so, choice, so, isn't it? It's like someone who likes to brag about being an Aloha fan instead of a Man United fan. You're like, shut up. It's real football at Recreation the, Park. The, the contrarian, yeah. But uh, So Bernie Williamson, took me a while to discover and start to like this album. 40 years on, it sounds better with every listen. With every listen. Moody and magnificent. Uh, Jake Meaden liked My Father's House best. And here, here's a good one, actually, from... Uh, Magnus uh, Swenson so and he actually posted a photo so Bruce signed my uh, I think his, his album and concert ticket in 2013 with the words to Magnus you got a reason to believe how good is that so Magnus posted the photo there of the the, the, the ticket and the, the album cover so he's got uh, he, so he voted for reason to believe <laughs> so that's really cool uh, James Thompson, Nebraska was Bruce's really last great masterpiece. Would you agree? I would not. <laughs> what would you say is his last great masterpiece? Uh, probably. I'd want to say definitely The Rising is probably the most complete of his last great albums, but there's a couple of ones in there like the. Was it Wrecking Ball album? And. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? That outlaw Pete and all that. That's quite good. The wrestler. It's quite a lot of good songs in that one. Um, yeah, but nothing, nothing, nothing recently. Like he's okay. he's released a few albums. Uh, yeah, quite recently, but um, none of them. I would say, I would definitely say uh, the rising. Then you're talking that. What's that? Two thousand and three, maybe. Two thousand and one. Two thousand and three. Because it was his like reply to. 911. 911. Yeah. Um, so Mary Beth Rodin Castell, to believes uh, her favourite there. Sue Morton, Atlantic City. Since I first heard it, I wanted to visit, and I did courtesy of my wonderful son who took me there for my special birthday. Saw Bruce twice, once at a concert and once at an audience about a film. Precious memories indeed. Yeah, sounds good. Terry Scully, and this is so hard. Sometimes it's the first three, sometimes it's the last three. Other times a mix went with the last three. Just a great way to end the listening experience of this album, full of raw emotion, stark imagery, a bunch of desolate four-minute movies play out in your head when you listen to this record. Some are hopeful, some are not, just like life. We'll be listening to this all the way through tomorrow. Good man. Uh, so Cindy held McCurry. I chose Johnny 99, used car and reason to believe. Tough choices. Uh, Jim Bain uh, with reason to believe. I think it sums up his mental perspective at the time. Highway patrolman for the family values that were becoming even more important, I think. Johnny 99 because it's Johnny 99. <laughs> <laughs> um, along with Nebraska itself, there's the album's feel. 
I'm from Edinburgh also. I'll look out for this. Cheers, good man, Jim. So that's Jim Bain there. So I think that is all the comments. Just want to make sure I've not left anything out here. Um, oh, there is a few. So Kurt uh, Steengard Rasmussen. So Atlantic City is my favourite number. Donny, or sorry, Danny uh, Mays, Johnny99. Uh, Jack Lewis, considering I was playing Reason to Believe on my guitar just before I saw this, I'd go with that one. But it's a cruel question, dude, because I love every track. <laughs> Good stuff, Jack. Susan Small, so hard to choose. Mark Jones, difficult choices, I must say, as it should be with a masterpiece. John Townsley got some of his best songs. Still sounds great despite being so lo-fi. Judy Boland, love Atlantic City. What an amazing first line. Um, Colin Pritchard, Atlantic City is my favourite Bruce track from any album. It's a story start to finish, compromise to survive. The chorus, I, I think, speaks to his integrity. Dying, not anything to do with reincarnation, but everything that dies. And uh, a few people, I think, then uh, commented on, on Colin's post there. Uh, Robert Friedrich, he just played Johnny99 in Munich. Such a wonderful surprise. And my other two favourites are Mansion on the Hill and Atlantic City. Uh, Eureka Axelson, reason to believe. <laughs> so, yeah, now that is all the. Oh no, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. There is. So, Lars Jackson, State Trooper, is my favourite. Jan Josef Veprek, uh, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. Uh, yep, Jan's favourite. Uh, Joseph K, I love this comment from Joseph. This is the record to play for your indie rock friends that think Springsteen is too, is too commercial. <laughs> that is great. Uh, yeah. And that truly is all the, the comments there. So thanks to everybody that voted. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's the record you play when you'll be a dinner party boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It's the finest of all his work. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great, but yeah, so 846 mm -hmm. votes there. That is brilliant. Thank you so much for for voting. Right, so let's uh, rank the album, Davey. Where would you rank this one? Top, middle, or lower tier, Bruce? I'm not going to be unkind and say lower, so I'm going to say middle. There's certainly, there's certainly albums later on that would probably be lower tier. Davey, get it not. into the top. Get it into the no. top. No, no, no. Ah, oh, Davey. Well, I'm going to make up for it. I'm putting it in, uh, in the top tier. Absolutely love the album. But do you love the album? Uh, if you do, or if you don't, get in touch. Let us know what you think about the album, the, the songs on it, or indeed anything to do with Bruce. Uh, our next episode, we're going to be looking at his commercial peak, the, the absolute mega-selling monster that is born in the USA. So if you've got anything to say about uh, born in the USA, any of the songs on it, please feel free to get in touch. Uh, you, our contact details are in the episode description, so you can uh, get in touch with us via the likes of Facebook or email and so on. But yeah, I would love to hear from you, so please get in touch and we can maybe share your your comments and questions in the Born in the USA episode. So, until then, thank you very much for listening and we hope to uh, be playing Born in the USA. Well, not playing. That would be bad, Davey, wouldn't it? 
Imagine <laughs> us playing Born in the USA for people. That would <laughs> blood would be coming from your ears if we tried. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how uh, how well that uh, piano app's kind of <laughs> teaching you. I don't think yeah. you can pull this off. Oh, I don't know. I think it could be a bit of a, a tall order to hit the keyboard with that one. So, uh, but rather, we hope you'll come back and listen to Born in the USA episode. Uh, until then, keep trimming. Goodbye. Trimming Music with Fat Podcast is a Stephen and Paul Nicholson production. Contact us via voicemail by going to anchor.fm forward slash ttmf forward slash message or tweet us at, mus- at musical trimming or email us at trimming the music fat at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining uh, our Facebook group or visiting our website www.trimmingmusicalfat.com. I love it. I love it.